Welcome to Insights, the podcast from Haley Marketing built to help you with your recruitment and digital marketing. Whether we're talking about marketing trends or what's working right now for staffing and recruiting firms across North America, we're here to share our insights on how you can stand out, stay top of mind, and sell more. Let's get to the show. What's up? This is Brad Miley, and welcome back to another episode of Insights, the podcast built to help you with your recruitment and digital marketing. As always, I'm joined by Haley Marketing's Director of Recruitment Marketing. He's Matt Lozar. Matt, how are we feeling this week, buddy? We're doing well, Brad. How are you? Great, man. We're on the second half of 2022. We've made yep. it halfway through, which is wild, wild to say out loud. Um, was in a team meeting the other day and, and like caught me off guard to say, hey, we're halfway through the year. Have you reached, like, are you, like, towards your goals? Are you halfway there or not? Um, was not expecting to get here this fast. I mean, I guess we're not that fast, but... Uh, I'm rambling about how far we are into 2022. Crazy though. Absolutely crazy. It is. We just had the 4th of July. Happy birthday, America. Um, but I have cheers, a very important question for us. you. Yeah. Cheers to America. Freedom. All that fun stuff. I have a very important question. Yeah. Since you've brought this up on previous episodes, this is yep. going to become a thing. Yeah. Did you have to make a car payment yet? I did. It caught up to me. Oh. It, it caught up to me. So I finally... <laughs> so for those that don't remember, Brad extended his lease, yes. but for a number of months, there was no bill. No bill. No bill, no notification in my dashboard, absolutely nothing. And I was not trying to delay it. Like I, I pay mm -hmm. my bills. I'm good with money. I'm doing the best I can. It wasn't mm -hmm. intentional. Last episode, we talked about how the saga had continued. Matt, I promise you, man, probably within 12 hours of that episode dropping, I got a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I don't think Hyundai Motor Finance is listening to Insights, the podcast, but I promise you within 12 hours of us dropping that, someone was on the call being like, hey, you owe us three months of a bill. Like, what, what is going on here? Um, yeah. And not only did they call me about it, Matt, but let me tell you this. I paid it. So I, I am Good actually zeroed out on my account. The dashboard has not changed. Um we, you want to talk about business 101, I could go for an hour about what I think about Hyundai Motor Finance. I'm not going to do it on this show, though. They just don't, they just don't talk to anybody. Like, absolutely terrible relationship management and, and everything against what we say on Insights about nurturing customers, nurturing relationships. Um, There's probably a staffing question in there as well, but sure, I digress. Sure. sure. But yes, because you asked the question... 12 hours after the last episode dropped where I said, you know, I've been trying to pay this bill. I don't know who to call. No one's calling me. I'm not getting anything in the mail, nothing in the dashboard. I got a phone call saying, hey, you you owe us a sizable amount of money. Um, so I paid it. We're at zero. And hey, man, let's get to the show. Let's go. When do you need a new website versus when do you need to refresh your website? Matt, when we think about staffing and recruiting websites, when we talk to clients, when we talk to prospects throughout the industry, we're consistently asked, hey, how's my website? What do you think of my site? Do you think I need a new website? Do you think I just need to change a couple things? So Matt, I wanna softball this one to you. When do you, and I have a couple answers here, so this can go very, mm -hmm. very long if we let it. When do you need a new website? When do you just need to make a couple edits? The answer when you need a new website, is when it's not working. And that's a very loaded statement yeah. because we actually went through this recently in an in a internal consultant class where um, our co-CEO, David Cerns, was at a conference and one of our clients came up to him and said, our website's not working for us. And well, that leads to a number of questions. But when I right. say a website isn't working, 
I mean, probably under the hood. Mm -hmm. The SEO, the search engine optimization, is your website optimized for three or four years ago, or mm -hmm. is it continually being optimized? Are the links all working on your website? How does it look on a mobile device? Is it responsive? It should be responsive. Like, does it become a, a shrunken down proportional version of your website on a mobile device versus a desktop device? Yep. That's what I mean by, is it working? I'm not just saying, is it bringing you applications or leads? That's probably more a yeah. marketing question. Yeah. I'm saying, does it physically you know, work? Yeah. Like, is it, or is it, you know, or is it there? Yep. It's sitting in the driveway yep. and we try to start it and it might, it, you know, it might fire up. It might not. So yep. I think literally the guts of the website, are they broken? Are they just obsolete? Yep. That's what I would say. Do you need a new website? That was going to be the analogy that I used is when do you need a new car? You need a new mm -hmm. car when you get when you need new brakes. Would you would you turn in your car for a brand new car if you only need brakes? Probably not. If you only need wipers, probably not. You'd probably make that small change. You'd make that small revision, that small edit to your car, right? So to say, you'd get new wipers, you get new brakes, and you drive the same vehicle. You'd get a new car if the cost to fix the car is higher in most cases than just getting a new one. Because at that point, you're thinking, ah, if I'm weighing costs here, it's probably just more financially feasible if I get a new vehicle because things are just going to continue to break. It's not working for me anymore. So let's get something new. That, Matt, I think is is the perfect, you know, you, you, you painted a really good picture there. If it's no longer tangibly working, yes, you need a new website because duct tape only goes so far. Mm -hmm. What else? When might you just need some edits to it? You want some more imagery? Sure. You know, you want to change up the look. You know, you repaint the car. You just put some new imagery go. on the site. Yeah. If you, you know, you could change, you know, some of the, the copy on the mm -hmm. website. If your business is changing or you just want to make it a little bit different mm -hmm. um, in terms of what the actual text on your website is. You could also look at, you know, really digging into data. And this is probably more your side, the blogging team, Brad, um, the digital team. When you look at Google Analytics, you know, what pages have a big exit rate? By yeah. exit rate, I mean someone goes to that page, that's the last page they see. They don't know where to go after that. So those types of smaller edits to improve the functionality of the site. It's not broken. Yep. It just needs, needs some, need some new spark plugs, Black. Yeah. Yeah, it needs, needs some TLC. I think, you're, I think you're spot on, man. I think you, you edit a website when you need to make small changes to it. If you are in a new vertical and you need to showcase that, that's an edit. That's not a new website. You have new team members. You should probably get rid of the old ones that quit, take them off your team bios page and add on the team members who actually care about your business and want to be featured on that team bios page. To Matt's point, if you want to add content, that's editing a site, that's editing pages, that's editing the blog of your site, that's not creating a new website. You can edit a site and revise a site to change the call to action, to change a fly-in, to change even your color scheme if you want to. You mm -hmm. can make these small tweaks if the machine holistically is still working and functioning as it should. You can make those small edits, those small revisions, totally fine, totally feasible. I don't think you need a new website there. Matt, I also don't think there's just a, a standard timeline for when you need a new website. Mm. And I know this is a question that we get asked all the time. Like, hey, I've had a site for four years. I've had a site for three years. Is it time for a new site? I think that's a completely arbitrary question. Is the site still working for you? 
if you look at data, are you still generating applications? Are you generating job orders? Are you funneling the right amount of traffic from the right people? Is it still functioning? If so, no, you don't need a new site. You don't need to, to spend that cost. You don't need to spend that, that expense from a marketing standpoint. Let's continue using what's working for you. I don't think there, from my standpoint, right, just one guy talking, I don't think there is a, a timeline on, hey, you've had this site for you know 728 days, time for a new one. I don't know where I pulled that number from. Should probably play the lotto, though, since it just randomly came to my head. What else, man? Yeah. Anything? No, I think you're right, Brad. You know, there's no set time frame. You know, you always hear three to four years. That could just yeah. be because you get bored with it. You know, oh, I need a new car. The lease is up. Get a new fresh look, fresh, mm -hmm. you know, fresh car. Um, but I think also, I mean, I'm going to run with this car analogy, but if you're doing the routine maintenance, yep. right, you take your car and every 5,000 miles, maybe a little longer now with sure. new tech, but if you keep it up to date, it might run for you a little longer. You don't have to have that big expense of a new website or not even just time, but the, or money, but the time of a new website can be an investment. So it's a good point. Keep it updated throughout, you know, maybe not every month, but keep looking at it. Have someone yep. on your team responsible, use some, you know, a company that could help you with that or just resources on what you need to keep updating because, you know, some of the things need to be changed and it won't require you having to put money into a new project, time into a new project where you need a brand new website. If it, if it's working, like Brad said, you know, from the, the data standpoint, if it's, you know, if it's good under hood, under the hood, like I talked about earlier, you're probably okay. So there's no right answer. Um, but I think just keep continually evaluating it will help you determine when you when you need to make some tweaks and when you need to a big overhaul. Being proactive about it is the best way to extend the longevity of your site. That was an incredible point, Matt. And and that's just like a car. I mean, that's just like like you as a human, right? If you don't work out for 20 years to get back in shape, it's going to take a lot more work than if you work out 30, 45 minutes every other day. You're you're gradually progressing. You're gradually making those tweaks, those edits to your car, to your body, whatever it might be it becomes a lot easier to see progress, to see change. You know, with a website, if you can commit to just spending an hour a month to make those small tweaks, to make small changes, to make small edits, revisions, add new imagery, add a new page, if it's related to your services and your service line, maybe look at the contact form and add fields or change fields. First off, make sure your contact form is routing to the right person. That is something that I will continue to say because I continue to find individuals who don't think contact forms are working because they're going to somebody who's no longer at the company. Please make sure that your contact form is routing appropriately. But if you make those small, small changes every month, then to Matt's point, you're nurturing the site and you don't necessarily need a new site just because it's time, right? So Matt, I, I think we've exhausted this one. You know, the car analogy works really, really well. Do you need a new site or do you need to edit or revise your current site? It really comes down to a car. It comes down to, is the machine still working? Is it cost-effective to make small changes, to make edits, to upgrade your wipers, upgrade your brakes, or is your site so far gone, like an old car, that you know it's probably more financially feasible to get a new site? Has your business completely changed? Matt, we didn't talk about this, right? Just like a car, maybe you've had three or four kids since your last car, and now you need a minivan. You need a new site, you need a new car, a new vehicle, because who you are has changed. You think about your website, if your business has drastically changed, well, then it's probably time for a new one too. So you need to evaluate that. You need to weigh your options with that. If you have any questions though, we'd love to talk. If you're not sure if you should just be editing or revising your website, if maybe you think you need a new website, our team of marketing educators would love to take a look. 
They'd love to say, hey, here's what we recommend you do to this website to make sure that you're maximizing every single time somebody comes to your website. So if you have any questions, you can feel free to reach out to info at haleymarketing.com. Get in touch with our team of marketing educators. And they'll be sure to give you their feedback on whether or not you should edit and revise your website or start with a brand new one in 2022. Matt, let's talk about getting in front of your clients' candidates. It's an interesting topic. With marketing, you're marketing your staffing firm, but you're also marketing to your clients or prospects' candidates, right? You're trying to go down the funnel so that if you're attracting candidates, you're actively funneling them to actually your client. So Matt, how might we get our messaging, our content, our jobs, our branding in front of our clients' candidates? It's a challenge right now to recruit for any company. It's it's tough. We're in the middle here, uh, quarter three, 2022, and it's not going to change in the next couple of weeks, I'm guessing. So when you're trying to, you're competing with a lot of people for your candidates, you know, for other staffing agencies, your clients as well. So how can you get in front of them? Um, you know, get a little technical here, but think about where are they spending time? Where are your candidates spending time in the real world? Um, you know, if you have signage, you know, I could tell you right now, this is not staffing. The coder school at Lou Gehrig softball and baseball in Amherst, New York was everywhere. So if you have a seven to 12 year old kid and they like coding, like go do that. That made an impression on me. That's in the real world advertising, not anything related to what you said, your client's candidates, but it made an impact on me because their logo I saw everywhere twice a week for two months. Is the on my STEM kids. industry, are we recruiting seven to 12 year olds and, and starting <laughs> to recruit that young already? Is that the, I is guess that the so. plan? Staffing agencies go go partner with the coder yeah, school. It's so but, hard to find candidates right now that we're actively recruiting individuals <laughs> to get into coding at age seven. But I think the point that I was trying to go for is where are they spending time? Where is their attention? It's in the real world. It's digitally, right? You can do Facebook groups, LinkedIn groups, yeah. um, content online. We can also talk about remarketing where somebody that went to your website you know, how can you retarget them with ads? You see that everywhere. You go to purchase something in the retail retail world. Those yep. ads are following you around. With Brad, it's probably sports cards. Yep. With me, it's sure golf it's. clubs. So how can you target them digitally? And also in the real world, that combination, because it does work. And it's going to be a taking it the next step. It's going to be a challenge to get the ROI on that because a lot of it's a branding awareness play. More than likely, but that's okay. So I think where they're spending time, like I said, digitally, real world, and which tactics work there can can have an impact on you competing for the same pool of candidates in your local market. Yeah, for for me, Matt, you know, how do you get in front of your clients' candidates? You sit down with a sheet of paper and you think about where they're actively hanging out. And, mm-hmm. and that's not marketing rocket science. That's not any sort of advanced marketing. That is fundamentally, if I need to find somebody and anyone listening on this call or on this call, on this podcast, um, you know, you're in staffing and recruiting, so you know how to find talent, right? That's, that's what you pride yourselves on. We need to figure out where they're actively hanging out. Once we know that, well, then we deploy messaging to that location, right? So it's not enough to just say, oh, I need to be on Facebook. Sure. Facebook is a monster-sized platform. Where Mm -hmm. specifically might your candidates be? And that, my friends, is what we need to start thinking on. 
are they in groups? Sure. They're probably in very localized groups, right? Like I am in Buffalo, New York groups to, to sell items because I'm trying to clean out our, our basement or our garage, whatever it might be. Your candidates are in that group. How might you join the conversation without just posting another job? Go where your audience is and be a part of the community. And then what tactics are working in those yep. areas? Like oh, yeah. for an example, for me, and this is back to you on the digital team, mm-hmm. you know, let's say a sporting event, a concert, a festival, when we're getting back to real world now yeah. in people um, coming together in groups, yeah. three, four or five ish years ago, Snapchat filters were big. Are they as big then as they were now? I'm still in on those. I was just going to yeah. say that you, I don't know if you were going to, if you were going to discredit that right now, but I would say absolutely. If you're looking for individuals, right. And, and you want to go where there's an active group of people. What are there? 50,000 people at a Darien Lake concert. Why not run a Snapchat sure. ad about finding your next job this summer? Like, and, and even if people don't use the filter, they're going to see it as they're scrolling through how how it can't cost that much because snapchat is going the way of the dodo bird in comparison to tiktok <laughs> but people are still using it that's a granular example though the the, the point like the brad may great example building off off mine was yeah. where are people spending time and Correct. then the, where where is their attention when they're spending that time right i used the right. baseball softball analogy from earlier i'm looking at the kids jerseys yep. i'm looking at the banners on the fence yep. i'm looking at the big banner by the concession stand or in the parking lot when you're at a concert, like Brad yeah. said, people are spending time on their phone. So is it Snapchat? Is it Instagram Reels? Is it TikTok? Is yeah. it Facebook? Is it Twitter jumping in the conversation there? Yeah. Thinking about where the attention is. That's how you're going to attract your clients' candidates. So it's it's a step function, right? Like yeah. Brad said, it's not rocket science. Where are your people spending time? Right? You write them down. Correct. Then you become a good marketer what tactics work there because that's where yep. people in your organization might not know like the the management the level the c-suite oh i heard about this i heard about that does it work yeah like they know where everybody knows where your candidates are but how can you get in front of them and yeah. then if you really want the holy girl how can you convert them really really quickly when you have 3.2 seconds of their attention i'm starting to think now like okay the the bills games are coming up right so there's going to be a what 70,000 people outside of the stadium tailgating all day. Like how might we get in front of that mm-hmm. audience? Right. So maybe, and I'm not, I'm not saying we want to walk around and flyer on cars and hand out flyers because people aren't going to care at that point. Right. They're, they're all having a good time no. drinking, hanging out, mm-hmm. but maybe we run targeted Facebook ads to that local proximity. Maybe we run Snapchat filters to that local proximity. And I'm not saying that while somebody is getting thrown through a table, Matt, that they're going to say, oh, I need to apply to this job for Brad's staffing firm. But come Tuesday, come Wednesday, when they sober up, maybe they have that sort of recognition to, hey, who was that company that we saw that filter for? Because I am looking for a job. And you're you're starting to build that repetition, but you're taking your messaging to where people are actively uh, gathering and actively hanging out. And with the sporting event, we'll go with that. Like NFL's number one, it's the king. Yep. Yep. You can do it. You can do it natively, but also there's a lot of people probably in your city, yeah, engaging with that game during the actual game. Yeah, like Maybe they're on their phones. Too. Why don't you? Right. Why don't you exactly. engage? Right. You talk about the bills. There's, there you go. So that's the other part of it is you don't limit your audience to the people yeah. in attendance at an event or yeah. people interacting with it from their couch or yeah. wherever. Yeah. And do so strategically, right? If we're, mm-hmm. if we're fishing for engagement on social media, do so strategically. 
Matt, you know, just last week, Radio Shack blew up on Twitter because they were oh. just tweeting a bunch of nonsense, right? To fish mm -hmm. for engagement and probably too soon to figure out exactly what they were doing. They weren't hacked. That has come out that they, that was actually a strategic decision to just post foolishness on social media. That doesn't make any sense to me. We don't want to do that, but where can we join the conversation where it makes sense? If your local sports team has a game, great. If you're all fans of the Bills, take pictures of your team tailgating. Post those. Join the conversation. Be a part of the community, and ultimately that funnels back to the brand. Matt, anything to wrap it up here and get us out of this one? No, I think we, we need to wrap it up. So we talked about how do you get to your client's candidates, and it, it stems down to where your candidate, you know, who your candidate is, identify the audience, like the yep. try and true principles of insights. Who is your audience and what content are they engaging with? Then take it to the third step, you know, what platform tactics can help get that content to them when their attention is available. So that's how you you can get to your client's candidates. There's so many different tactics, and, yeah. you know, as Brad said, because there's so many tactics, be strategic with it and measure your results to make sure you're getting what you want from that investment. He got us there, ladies and gentlemen. He certainly got us there. Matt. That that took us an interesting route. I wasn't expecting to go there. That's we'll why I love the now. show. That's why I love the show. Yeah. We write our show notes. We write our descriptions. We write everything that we're thinking ahead of the show. We plan for it. We actually had a, a production meeting last week when we were sitting through what we want the next uh, four to five episodes to look like. That wasn't it for that segment, buddy, but it was a good conversation. I'm glad to have been a part of it with you. Matt, let's hit him with the Matt Minute. If you're new to the show, if you haven't listened to Insights before, the Matt Minute is a segment that Matt used to run on LinkedIn where he would physically post up in front of a camera for one minute and say what was on his mind when it came to recruitment marketing, only for one minute. So Matt, you have the floor, buddy. Hit us with the Matt Minute. This episode of the Matt Minute, we're gonna we're gonna focus on employer brand because employer brand is really important with a low candidate market. It could be important if a recession comes and you there's a lot of candidates out there. So with the employer brand, we need to build our positive reviews. And the easiest way to build your positive reviews and to get a better star rating on Google, et cetera, ask for them. If it's manually, if it's through an automated process, which is even better, ask people. You don't want to leave it up to when Ever people want to leave reviews because we leave reviews when we're mad, when we're angry. It's a venting possibility. Yep. It's a easy way to do that. And reviews are important because I'm going to trust the 89 reviews from Brad Staffing Agency than just one other person that I talk to. It's it's crowdsourcing. It's strength in numbers. So employer branding is big. Build your brand where you can control those reviews on Google, Facebook, Indeed, Glassdoor, etc. By asking people to leave you positive reviews and build your star rating that way. I love it. You need to proactively gather online reviews from candidates and prospects and individuals that you know are having a good time with your organization, who know uh, you're, you're treating them with respect and you're doing everything you can to, to improve their career or improve their, their hiring process. But you need to proactively reach out and ask for those testimonials. If you're using some sort of marketing automation like Sense or Herefish, or you're using email marketing, after a candidate's been on assignment for three or four weeks, reach out, ask for an online review, ask for feedback, ask for feedback and see how they're doing, right? And then once you know, hey, they're having a good experience, maybe then ask them for feedback online. Make it private first and then turn it public. But to Matt's point, you need to proactively reach out. Otherwise, in our business, 
you're probably more likely to get those negative reviews than positive. And it's just raw mathematics. If you're hiring and you can put one person on assignment and 200 people have applied, you now have 199 people who are frustrated with you, who think you're not doing your job or for some reason screen them out of a role. And that's just the raw math of hiring. When you do that at scale, because you have 30 to 40 jobs on your career portal, you now have a ton, ton of frustrated individuals. So we need to proactively reach out to the ones who we are placing, the ones who do have a good experience with our staffing or recruiting firm, and make sure that they are leaving that feedback on sites like Google, Facebook, or Glassdoor, whatever it might be. Matt, let's talk rockstar marketing. We talked target audience a little bit in segment two, and we talked about getting in front of your clients, candidates. But for this episode of Insights and this specific segment on Rockstar Marketing, I want to talk about understanding target audience, and I want to do so by talking about two very drastically different magazines. Inked Magazine, Better Homes and Garden. When you think about those two magazines, one tailors to tattoo enthusiasts, talks about the best tattoos in certain categories, builds a community around tattoo artwork. The other, Better Homes and Garden, is all about improving your home, improving your garden, is all about that type of individual who is passionate about that type of activity. Two very, very distinct and direct target audiences. Now, you wouldn't expect to see gardening in Inked Magazine. On the other side of that, you wouldn't expect to see a bunch of tattoos in Better Homes and Garden. They understand their target audience. They understand the content that resonates with their target audience, and they understand what they are and what value they're trying to provide. What does this mean for you and your staffing firm? When you sit down and you think about the content that you want to put together, whether it's a podcast, a video, a blog post, an ebook, shoot, just a social post, whatever it might be, you need to laser in on who your target audience is and the value that you're going to provide. You need to laser in on what is it that I'm doing here, why should people be listening to me, and what value can I provide them? And once you understand that, we want to make sure that we stick to that target audience. We don't necessarily need to be all things to all people, but we can add very deliberate and specific value given our target audience. So Matt, it's a drastic extreme, right? Two very, very, very distinct and different magazines, publications, blogs, whatever you want to call them. But when we think about staffing and recruiting, it's the exact same for us. We need to find our lane. We need to find who it is that we're reaching out to. We need to find our target audience and we need to add value. You got to know what slice of the pie you want to go after. It's, you don't have to be everything to everybody. Yeah. That's, that's, I think what you're trying to show. You've said that before about how you don't need to have an employer brand that speaks to every single candidate. And, and even your job mix, oh, I'm in light industrial, I'm in clerical, oh, but we're also in healthcare. Are you, right. or do you have right. like one order? Are you right. in IT or do you have two orders, right? right? You're not a general, you're not a healthcare staffing agency. So that's where I think, you know, your analogy of two very diverse magazines, probably the, the Venn diagram, there probably isn't a lot of overlap there. Correct. Some, not a lot, but your content, both have everything words about in your magazines <laughs> that I don't read. Um, Me either. <laughs> we're not the target but, audience though and that's okay yeah i'd never that's, even heard of the magazine that brad brought up until we did our production meeting so i had heard of better homes and gardens anyway um that's what i think my takeaway is is you don't you know figure out your slice of the pie and just dominate it that's 
That's okay. You don't need to be everything to everyone. It's okay to turn away business. It's okay to build your employer brand built around the the cultural values that fit your company, right? Something we're big with at Haley Marketing and our recruiting. It's a big part of our recruitment process. Do the six values of Haley Marketing and the mission match what you want to do for a job 40 hours a week. Because if it doesn't, it be really becomes a J-O-B. And you hate it Sunday night, Monday morning, and you really, really look forward to it. Yeah, literally, probably Sunday scary. Then Friday at four, you're like, see on Monday at eight, I hope, you know, maybe. So that's where the values of that employer brand have to really become shared and displayed through all of your content to make sure you're reaching the right clients, but also the right candidates. Hey, that's a wrap on episode 95, Matt. I like that one. We had four really good topics, four really strong topics that we talked about here on Insights. That's our show. And thank you for listening to another episode of Insights. If you found this episode valuable, we would love to know. You can message Matt or Brad on LinkedIn to share your thoughts. Have a question for us? You can tweet us at Haley Marketing and let us know what you're thinking or email info at HaleyMarketing.com. And of course, if you need a hand with your marketing or recruitment marketing initiatives, we would love to help. You can check out HaleyMarketing.com to get in touch with our team of marketing educators. My podcast partner, Matt Lozar. This is Brad Biley. We'll see you next time. 